When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now for something completely familiar. Since May is Asian American Heritage Month, and we know that you remember to send your mom a card for Mother's Day, we thought we'd have a chat with some of our favorite friends of the pod to go deeper on everyone's favorite question. You'll remember Paresh Jha from last May's chat about India and the Delta variant, and he's also known to make an appearance from time to time on Quarantine Comics, as well as many pandemic walk and talks. Welcome back to Modern Minorities, Paresh. Thanks for having me, Roman. So, Paresh. What's your favorite mom dish? I have a bunch, but the the one that stands out is my mom's mustard catfish curry. It is also known very fondly to the people in my family as my last meal. I I, I ask this question all the time to people um, as an icebreaker, which is you're about to die or something along those lines is about to happen and you, you can only eat one dish. What would that be? This is that dish for me. Is there a correlation between how people answer that question and stuff that their mom cooked? Or is it like, nah, I want like the Bloomin' Onion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, definitely nobody has said the Bloomin' Onion yet. So, But there is a correlation. I do believe a lot of people, whether it's a mom dish or a family recipe, it does come up a lot. I I found more often than not, actually, people just don't know how to answer the question because it's a little bewildering to pick one thing. Well, Um, I got to ask, so where is this dish from? This dish is from India. I think it probably has roots more in Bengal. But so my family is Bihari. My mom grew up in uh, a town called uh, Jamshedpur. And it used to be part of Bihar. Today, it's part of a state called Jharkhand. But in terms of the origins of this dish from her, I feel like this is something her father would make once in a while. And my grandfather, and I feel like we share a couple of things in common. As a cook, myself, my wife jokes that I can never make the same thing twice because I'm too experimental and I you know, just kind of riff a lot. And I feel like my grandfather was the same way. But this dish is something that just stuck. It's a mustard fish curry. In India, it was made with a specific fish called rohu over there. And in terms of texture and stuff, the only fish that comes close here in the States is catfish. So we, mm-hmm. we tend to use catfish. It, it It's very... It can be spicy, but spice is not really the main theme of the dish. The mustard flavor, I believe, comes across much more prominently, but not mustard too powerful like wasabi or or horseradish or anything along those lines. Mm -hmm. It's very much, I would say it's a little tangy. It's, it can be a little bit sour, but you need that there a little bit, I would say. And then you, you typically have it with rice. And on the side, you got to have some raw onions and some green chilies on the side also. That's the only way to eat it. And you have to eat it with your hands. I'm sorry. Nice. There's, there's no well, so, so that's what I was going to say. So it's with <laughs> rice, with your hands, no bread. So what what kind of sides do you have with something like this? So, you know, besides the rice and the fish and, and like the, the onions and green chilies that I just mentioned, I would say sometimes... It it varies. Some sort of like potato or vegetable dish, what we call subjis, those side dishes of like aloo gobi or just aloo straight up, you know, not nothing here 
I should put in I should put a caveat. Nothing here is super healthy. This is not something I would recommend. <laughs> I would recommend eating every day. <laughs> um, this this is uh, you know probably like a you know maybe like a once a month type situation. But yeah, probably potatoes and oh, and also some sort of pickle, mango pickle nice. on the side. Probably we call nice. it achar. Yeah. So I gotta ask, what was the first time you remember having? your mom's mustard catfish curry? Great question. It's funny. So for those who don't know, my my mom passed away when I was 16. She passed away from breast cancer. And it was at a time, you know, I was, th- I was in high school. I was applying to colleges. It was at a weird time. There were moments where I wasn't too big on my culture growing up because I it, it was it wasn't viewed as... I guess desirable, or I'm not even sure what the words were, but like yeah, weird, weird foreign culture. We all just want to fit in. Yeah, we all just want to fit in. So I kind of rejected it, and I think you and a lot of other people, I'm sure, feel the exact same way. And then when I got into college, I started connecting with more people who looked like me and talked like me and sounded like me and had upbringings like me. And I really re- into comic books. Got it. That too. That too. <laughs> and uh, we reconnected, but. The reason I'm saying all this to to your question about when I first had this is I don't I don't really remember loving this dish that much while my mom was alive. I probably had it for the first time when I was like 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. I do very distinctly remember at the time my mom would buy fish with the like catfish with the bones in. Like, so mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't boneless fish. And so I was terrified of the dish actually at that time. Yeah, because, you're going to choke on the bone. It's going to poke you. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, it wasn't like chicken bones, right? I had no problem with chicken bones back then, but like, <laughs> or now, but with fish bones, they were so tidy and <laughs> they were everywhere. It made it almost terrifying to eat. And so I didn't gravitate towards it that much. I remember the taste being good. And I remember whining saying, well, why can't we just get, you know, some boneless fish or something? And eventually, you know, my mom relented and at, at some point started buying like catfish fillets or, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I started eating it more often. But I remember really getting to enjoy it for the first time after she passed away. Mm. It's what was that? Did you what, your home with your dad? How did it hit you? Talk about that moment. It was yeah. I I was I was about to leave for college, and I knew I wasn't going to be cooking much anymore in college. You know, dorm room, no kitchen, whatever. And so I started wanting to make dishes that she used to make. There was a chili chicken that I loved. You know, there were a couple mm. of other dishes that that she would make, and I I remembered the fish dish. And there was a time when I was. I want to say 12 or 13, my mom had broken her leg. Mm -hmm. And so she couldn't cook. And so she spent that week teaching me how to make everything. So I knew how to make it. And this dish is very difficult to actually make, but I had to, I had to really remember everything. And I started cooking it that summer before going to college and I fell in love with it again. And so long winded answer to your question. The first time I really remember loving it is after she passed away before I went to college. So there's so many like memories baked in there, like almost the the inconvenience of her breaking her leg and having to teach you. That seemed like a pain at the time, but <laughs> my God, like if I could have like 
an isolated moment with my parents where there's no other distractions other than you must learn how to cook. <laughs> it was <laughs> great. It, it was really yeah. awesome. I learned how to make baratas from scratch. Oh, and, and, and I'm coming over tonight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really stayed with me. It was a week of her barking at me in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. My dad my dad walking in every so often. Where is, where is he? Where is he in this whole situation? My, my dad walking in every so often, seeing what's going on, and then be like, nope, I'm, I'm yep, going. Yep, the yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it was about. You know, it's funny. My wife says, you know, we have a young daughter, and she eats everything, but she is finicky, but we make her eat everything. <laughs> and it's <laughs> because I think there's something that takes like six or seven times of eating a dish for a kid to decide if they truly like it or not. Not the, ooh, I don't want this. Give me French fries, right? And so <laughs> it's funny you mentioned not liking that dish because I think about a lot of the Indian food I ate growing up. Yeah, same thing. It's just like, I want French fries. I want, <laughs> you know, I want pizza or or the two Indian dishes that you do like, you know, the fried breads or whatever. But now the more obscure not even like dal and rice. It's just pure comfort food for me. And it was the one thing I hated because I had to eat it every freaking night. Um, so I want to ask, what's one story that you remember about your mom growing up that, that doesn't involve food? That doesn't involve food. I mean, there's probably a lot, but I'll give a typical one. I mean, my mom was very loud, very boisterous, and she was very demanding. I was scared to learn how to ride a bike when I was younger. Probably, I, I feel like it might, I must have been like six or seven where it was. they were like, okay, finally, you need to learn how to ride a bike. It's, it's taking too long. And so my dad took me first. And my dad's very – my dad's a teacher. So he's very methodical, takes his time. So we went for the first time and we were out there for maybe three hours. Started with training wheels and then took off the training wheels, but he never let go of the bike. You know, he just kind of guided me through the thing. I came home. My mom asks, did you learn how to ride a bike? And both my dad and I are like, <laughs> no, you know, we're going to take some time with it and, and whatever. My mom immediately goes out. It's almost dark now, by the way. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I, I want to say it's 7, 7.30. We're supposed to be eating dinner, but she's upset. She's like, no, 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 no. This is not this is not how it's gonna go. So we immediately go outside. We put my bike in the car and she drives me to to my school uh nearby. And she's like, I'm gonna show you. We're gonna do this. And I'm sure everybody's had this experience at some point where I'm begging my mom, make sure you don't let go of the bike. Promise me you won't let go of the bike. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no faith that she wasn't going to do that. But you know, within Within the first, maybe not the first, maybe it was like the second or third one, she let go, and I was and, and I I was riding perfectly fine until I turned around and realized she wasn't holding me anymore, and then I fell over. It proved to me that I could do it, and so that's a lesson that sticks with me in terms of just believing in yourself. And and I I always go back to that. It's such a simple, almost like a cliche at this point. I feel like a lot of people have that story, but that represented how she approached everything with me. That's great. What do you think your mom's favorite mom dish was? Or what was her favorite thing to eat? It's funny. Her favorite thing to eat was definitely South Indian food. Even though we're not South Indian, she loved dosas. And, and it, I don't know if it was something her mom made or or her dad made, because actually I feel like 
I feel like her dad was the more prolific cook, but I remember her just thriving, always wanting to eat South Indian food. Uttapam specifically on the weekends, in the morning for like a brunch. Can you explain what those two dishes are for folks? Sure. So Uttapam is, you could think of it as kind of like a savory pancake and a dosa is like more like a crepe. But but yeah. a savory uh, version, very thin, very crispy. But Uttapam the size of Captain America's shield folded in half. <laughs> exactly, and and Uttapam specifically is very. It looks more like a pancake. It's a little bit mm. fluffier, but you know, filled with spices and filled with onions and green chilies and tomatoes and cilantro. And then on the side, you have various different types of condiments like chutneys, coconut chutneys, mint cilantro chutneys, and somber and, and some of these other things, lentils, whatever you want. But for her, it was really a very simple onion and green chili um, with the bum. Man, that sounds amazing. <laughs> So, Paresh, since she's no longer here, but I know she's still with you very often, how do you remember your mom? I remember her every day. It's been, it's been over half my life that I've lost her, but there's, I feel like I remember her in various, various actions. I'm constantly reminded by my dad how much I'm like her. In, in in terms of I guess the boisterousness and and the attitude and things along those lines, but one of the things my mom loved to do, and it's appropriate for what we're talking about right now, was cook and host, and mm. and really be social and be there for her friends and family and and kind of be the central hub of of gathering for the family, the central point. And I feel like I've carried that on just with my friends, with my family, constantly love cooking for people, having them over, obviously it hasn't happened as much in COVID, but you know, with, within reason, that's just something that I've really enjoyed. And to be able to represent that without even realizing I was, has been extremely gratifying to me. To, and it's something I realized that we have a shared connection with, with something we never really even talked about when we were together. So I remember every day from, from that perspective. Another way I remember her a lot is through my writing. So I, I do a lot of some of that journaling includes random letters to my mom, which I don't really share to people with, with other people. It's just something I write. But I write about different accomplishments, things that I'm struggling with, things that are happening in my life as if she's still here. And uh, imagining her response, a, a lot, a lot of those responses, you know, involve a lot of sarcasm and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of scolding and, and and things along those lines. She was, she was very much like that, and that that brings me a lot of comfort. Uh, that's great, man. Well, thank you for sharing. And now that I know your secret that you can actually cook, I'm coming over. I know where you live, dude. <laughs> anytime, dude. Anytime, dude. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks, Fresh. Well. Everyone else, for mom dishes all month long, check out modmypod.com and drop us a line. Hi, mom at modmypod.com and let us know what your favorite mom dish is. Paresh, thanks again for sharing. Thank you. And that's our show. Like what you heard? Please subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Now more than ever, people need to be hearing these stories. Please share our show with a friend or three. Want to learn more or got something to share? Visit modmypod.com or email us. Hi, mom at modmypod.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at modminpod. We'd love to hear from you. That's it for now. 
I've been Ramin Segal. And I'm still Sharon Lee Tony. Remember, we're all modern minorities out there. We'll talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.